0: I'm locked, I'm locked up, up in memories They all intertwine The memories living in my mind I know tomorrow could that zone will come
2: Well, hello and good evening. This is Bill Murray. I'm going to host tonight in Substitute for Annie. Uh, She asked me to do so. This is scan number 3134. Oh, child abuse now or scan thirty one thirty four and you may hear in the background the occasional contribution of my dog Jack, who uh, I just heard barking a little bit. Uh, my wife is walking up the path so that that would account for that. Uh, I'm watching for anybody else to call in and so far i'm the, I'm the only person here at the moment uh, but you probably do know that the sense of this is to discuss anything you want to. Uh, about it's an open mic forum so anything you want to uh, with a, uh, any kind of um, plant on uh, child abuse of any kind or trauma of any kind or recovery of any kind and so forth uh, you basically can take a look at the NASCA organization's website at nasca.org N-A-A-S-C-A dot org and you will see that our mission statement is quite simple It's in the top right corner, basically, of the front page of the website in pink. The background is pink. And it says, we have a single purpose at NASCA to address issues related to child abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violent or physical abuse, emotional traumas, and neglect. And we do so with only two goals, educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over its taboo of discussing childhood sexual abuse, also known as CSA, presenting facts showing child abuse to be a pandemic worldwide problem that affects everyone. Two, offering hope and healing through numerous paths, providing many services to adult survivors of child abuse, and information for anyone interested in the many issues involved in prevention, intervention, and recovery. Well, that's it. That's our simple mission statement, only two pieces to it. And it's all about child abuse and trauma, period. We don't do any any other outside issues as we say. so um if you were you know if you were looking for a show where you wanted to talk about gun control, this isn't it <laughs> or politics, this isn't it, or one religion versus another, this isn't it. This is only and you know the point is that we don't care what politics you belong to. If you are a person that was uh, involved in child abuse yourself and you had trauma from it, and perhaps you're now in recovery or you're seeking a path to recovery, or perhaps you were, um, you know, um, you were confused about uh, until now about what it is to be abused sexually or violently or physically or emotionally. We're going to clear that up for you. We have a special co-host that is planning to call in, Sonova Cantrell. She's from Missouri, She's an award-winning author, a speaker, a coach, and a long, lifelong speaker of knowledge and wisdom, she says. <laughs> After a decade in the world of true crime and victim advocacy, Sanova has taken her, uh, her 1,000, 10,000 hours of study and entered the self-help field. She's a certified LPL life coach through American Union of LPL, NPL, N- NLP, <laughs> She's also the owner of Sonova's Simply Biz author, coaching service, and award-winning crime writer with over 300 cases under her belt. One of her books was even endorsed by a retiring FBI agent. To top it all off, of a flag was flown at one point over the Capitol in Washington, D.C. to honor her cold case work. Now Sonova is using her study and experience to inspire, motivate, and educate her audience. Sonova life coaching and, and includes elements of NLP, and when she calls in, we'll probably ask about that, a practical psychology, ancient principles, and biochemistry. You can live a more abundant life and enjoy the journey, she says. Well, we're going to wait for her in just a moment. Hopefully, she'll be, she'll be showing up. But We have a full 90 minutes to fill, and uh, we only have uh, one other person with me, and that's my uh, co-host for tonight. She she is uh, Victoria Kelly, uh, who most people will know, and I'm delighted to see she's called in. So let me uh, let me say hello to uh, Victoria. She just opened her own mic. Damn! (laughs) Hi, Victoria.
0: Hey, how you doing?
2: I'm doing okay. uh, uh, All right. Getting getting started here. So, uh, you know. So. I'm going to uh, ask to make a call. Uh, maybe I'll uh, get you to say a few words while I do so, so I can round mm-hmm. up uh, Sonova if I need okay. to, if that's okay with you. Sure. Yep. Yes? Okay. Well, let me yep. do that now. I can do that. And you, uh, <laughs> all right. you uh, banter for just two minutes. It'll be less than that it'll take. And, of yeah. course, in the meantime, we do want to encourage people to call in and, and get in line for the uh, panel tonight, because no matter what, we're going to do the show, and we're going to have the need for the panel, and we're delighted when people come on and we can discuss or answer questions about child abuse and
0: trauma and recovery.
2: All right, thank you very much. I'll be right back.
0: Okay, Bill. Well, this is Victoria Kelly, and, uh, yeah, we have the Blood Talk Radio show uh, Monday through um, Friday nights at uh, the same time, and uh, you can call them the same number, and we also have uh, um, uh, peer support groups on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, and you can check that out um, on the NASCA website. That's n a a s c a dot org. And uh, we uh, we talk just it's just peer support. We talk to each other and uh, try to help each other recover. And uh, there's some of us that. Um, have been in recovery for a while um, from uh, as being adult survivors of child abuse, and uh, we welcome everybody because as far as I'm concerned, we're all experts. If we've survived, we survived somehow, and uh, hopefully we can help each other out with uh, whatever kind of things we're going through in the present day, or if things come up from the past about our abuse, we can discuss them with other people that understand. So uh, I hope that some of you join us, and all the shows are archived, and we're on uh, scan number 3134, so come join us, and continue to come. Um, Like Bill said, um, be part of our panel, and it's the same call and number, which is 631-858-3841, and uh, we will enjoy having you. And uh sorry, it took so long I had to turn my microphone back on <laughs> but um so this is uh Victoria Kelly, and uh wanted to share too that on our uh website, we also have some information uh for parents uh that uh can talk to their kids about uh safety and uh inform parents on um things to look for and um Some warning signals that your child might have been abused and some a lot of resources. We also have some um, survivors that have written books, and we've got a part on there for that. There's just a whole multitude of items on the website. And, uh, again, I'm Victoria Kelly. I'm the Minnesota ambassador for NASCA. We also have um, a lot of phone numbers on there, too, if uh, people would like to uh, call anybody. um, There's a whole list. Those of us that put our numbers on there so that you can call us, and um, if you need somebody to talk to, we are um, All right. survivors. Survivors.
2: Oh, hi, Bill. You're
0: back. Yeah. Great.
2: <laughs> yes, I am back. I, I sent an email as well as the, uh, left the message, and I did not contact her directly in either case. So we're just going to go ahead and do a regular show, um, and hopefully, Zenova will call in. Hopefully, she's okay. She, we usually don't have a problem with uh, Sonoma at all. So um, yeah, you know, let's. Well, let's we have another caller. We have, uh, we have uh, one person, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Lakeisha's on the line and uh, said that no way. they uh, Lakeisha, I turned out to con? And uh, Lakeisha said that they used to be a big part of uh, the show. <laughs> or yeah. So I don't. <laughs> I don't know Lakeisha, but. Uh, Let's uh, get a conversation going. Okay, then. I
2: know, <laughs> well,
0: Lisa, how are you doing? I'm good, Bill. It's nice to hear your voice.
2: It's nice to hear your voice, and I'm so glad you called in. You know, you were uh, really regular for some time uh, and kind of dropped off the radar recently. But, I, I'm, you know, I know that you're around. I saw you uh, join a show or two over the last several months. But here you are again, and you're always welcome. You know that. You're a, a standing... Uh, member of the NASCAR family, you know regular member, and we'd love I, to have you anytime you can make it
1: thank you bill i'm I'm doing my best to get back so I can uh, be more frequent with the show um, and It's always nice to call in and uh, meet new people and also catch up with you guys as well. and miss you guys
2: well now Lakeisha Victoria is from my area, of the town of the world she's from the Los Angeles region on the west side, and uh, LaKeisha awesome. Victoria is from uh, Minnesota, so she's not from our part of the world. <laughs> she's from uh-huh. snow, she's from the snow belt now. It's really, really heavy in mm-hmm. there. So I want to yeah. introduce the two of you together.
0: Yeah, Minnesota.
3: Oh, <laughs> Minnesota, that's
2: funny. <laughs> uh, Victoria yep. is one of our, uh, you know, more involved, uh, volunteers, and, of course, a long-time NASCA member, too, uh, and uh, she and I are very good friends. In fact, she's been out to visit me a couple of times, and um, or at least to the West Coast, and I've been able to hook up with her a couple of times in the last uh, few months, so it's really nice that she you know, has become, uh, she's up the ante of her involvement at NASCA, and that's what we want you to do, eh- Lakeisha. Is there any reason... Any block that you want to talk about, because that's kind of what this show is about. You know, it's about anything that has to do with child abuse and trauma. And I'm guessing, because it happens to me, that um, you know, you're you have a good you have a plan, and it doesn't work out. And it's, a lot of the times, the, the reason it doesn't work out is because you're suffering from <laughs> from some kind of trauma. You know, <laughs> um, but anyway, I won't put that on you. I'll ask you. Is that sort of what's happening with you? you know, I mean,
1: yes, <laughs> honestly, yes, uh, there's always something that I'm processing, something that I'm trying to overcome it's man, it's difficult to leave my house, it's difficult to show up for a job it's right it's, it's difficult, it's well, very that's,
0: hard that's what I'm saying. Uh, um, it's hard who do I have on now?
2: I don't know uh, 417. You, you'll have to ask if you wouldn't mind.
0: I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello? Who's on the line? Oh. Uh, you, just,
2: you you took me away, and the line you want is now open, oh. but you're not on it. you got to put yourself on green, too. There you go. All right, so... Let me let me tell you, LaKeisha. I posted on one of the um, social media sites just today that I was really surprised that I had um, experienced a certain amount of um, trauma recently. And what it resolved, what it came up, out to be, it was that um, you know I had a, I had sort of a suicidal ideation, which is very unusual for me. And basically, I Um, I thought that I, you know, sort of dealt with those kinds of topics and I wouldn't have to deal with them again, but you know, you do. It's not, it's not that it's a heavy problem, but it's a problem. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to deny it because that's the worst thing you could do. But I, I typed in that I've been reliving my traumas and upset and I'm upset about things. I thought I dealt with enough to not have to have these feelings so deeply again. Well, probably what you're talking about, too. And, and it's very um, frustrating, isn't it? That you didn't, you know, when we sort of, we feel like we're a failure. When we don't move past the feelings and into the action, which you've done tonight. But it's hard sometimes to get there.
1: It is. It's hard, it's hard yeah. to get there. It takes...
2: Right. Wow. Right.
1: I think it, it yeah. takes a lot of self-regulation for me. Uh-huh. Which is okay. That's what, Yeah. Thank. You.
2: All right. Now we have uh, our our uh, co-host tonight here with us now. Uh, calling in just a little bit late, but it's Sonova. Her name is Sonova Contrell. And if you saw the description of tonight's show, you would see all about her. Hi, Sonova.
4: Hi. I'm sorry. i get. i in answer. Paul was and dialed. I don't know if do have enough signal or what was going on. I'm so sorry to all those.
2: No, it's okay. We're having, uh, that's a bad line that you've called in on. Could I mm-hmm. entertain you? Or could I get you to hang up and call again? Because uh, we'd like to be able to hear you. <laughs> okay.
4: I'll yeah, call I'm back.
0: Break Thank,
4: Thank you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: So you're about to meet um, uh, Sonova Lakeisha, who's done a lot of work, and she's, you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have a smattering of planned co-hosts that come on the show, um, and they each take one Tuesday or one Thursday a month. Now, Sanova is the second Thursday co-host, and they're all um, sort of professionals and survivors. They're, we call them hyphenate. And um, they bring to the show a kind of a unique perspective, and they're not all the same. Some are ministers, for example. Uh, Sanova is a, um, a life coach, uh, and she's also an author. She's a crime writer. She wrote uh, many crime, crime books before she switched over to working on uh, child abuse issues and, and, and the life coaches. So she's a fascinating subject to begin with, but... I'm watching for her to call back in as soon as she does We'll open her microphone um, and you know you'll you'll find it in now this is this show is set up so that we can ask anything we want the we you know generally have uh, someone presents a topic and we talk about it until the topic is kind of worn out you know uh, mm-hmm. and uh, rather than beat a dead horse, we switch over to another topic but we have a full 90 minutes to fill, 80 minutes left, and, uh, you know, that's plenty of time to cover several topics if we wish. So I'm, I'm actually saying this for the sake of anyone that's listening that doesn't know why they should call in. You should call in if you're a survivor, of course. Uh, and if you have any issues that have to do with child abuse, trauma, uh, prevention, intervention, recovery, and so forth, this is the place for you. Now, I see Cenobus come back. Let's see how... The quality of her voice is now. Hi, Sonova.
4: Hi. How are you? Can you hear me now?
0: Oh,
2: much
4: oh,
0: better. Yes, Thank you. Much
4: better. <laughs> oh, so glad. I am so sorry. I have struggled trying to get in on the call. Um, I am so glad you guys were there to take over. I am so appreciative. Um, no I problem. heard just a little nope. snippet of what you were mm-hmm. talking about how you thought you were overcoming things, and then you're, you're, it's come back up again. Is that kind of the topic you guys are talking about tonight?
2: Yes, it is pretty much, yes.
4: Well, I, I, um, I, I have uh, uh, something I have uh, something about that, if you would like me to just continue the discussion there, uh, unless you want well, to go me, to a different topic.
2: No, we're going to stay with the same topic, but I just want you to know that you have three people on the line with you, uh, myself, awesome. Victoria, of course, and Lakeisha. Lakeisha is uh, from my area of the world. She's from Los Angeles, and I haven't seen him in a while. And we started off the show by discussing the fact that, you know, a lot of us, we think we're doing pretty well, and then we discover that we have some blocks in, in our progress. And mm-hmm. it, I experienced mm-hmm. that myself and even wrote about it today on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Um, I'll read you the quote I right, put just so one, one sentence. I've been reliving my traumas and upset about things I thought i dealt with enough to not have these feelings again so deeply. That's what I wrote We mm-hmm. got a lot of re- reaction from people. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what yes. Lakeisha said was happening to him too. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I can yeah. explain to you uh, why that happened. I, I heard okay. one of you uh, was saying you felt like a failure. And I want to yeah. explain to you guys Because, see, I study all sorts of things. I'm satisfied in the NLP Neuro Linguistic Programming uh, Life Coaching Course. Um, But I study how the brain works and how it's connected. And what we need to understand is, our brain is an electronic switching station. Now, if you look at the way the brain works, you have these little energy, uh, electric impulses that jump these little gaps because none of these things actually connect. They jump these little gaps. Well, what happens is if you take and you think in a certain way and you do a certain behavior enough, it literally builds a bridge and a connection around it in a certain way, a certain pattern in your brain. Now, this is actually right. how habits form, whether good or bad. This is how right. uh, things happen that come up and you feel like, well, I've already dealt with this. I thought I was done. Well, the problem is, is once that pattern, that connection, you know, from point A to B to C to D, however it is in your brain, however that uh, little bridge is built. Once it has done that so many times, once there has been a, a strong emotional reaction, whether, whether negative or positive, your brain tries to kick that over to the subconscious mind. It tries to kick over as much as possible to the subconscious just to uh, to make things easier and to make your, your brain processing work more efficiently. Well, what does it do? If you heard somebody's hardwired to do something, well, you literally are. When you have an electric cable on something that you plug into an outlet, if you splice right. open that little rubber tube on the outside, there's little cables, electric cables inside that. Well, your brain does that. Your brain literally hardwires. So what happens is once you do that little, that little pattern so many times, okay, and every time you relive the traumatic situation, your brain and your body react as if you're going through it again, okay? So your conscious mind knows you're just thinking about this, but the rest of your body does not. So you're going through that pattern over and over and over again in your brain. Your brain decides to encase that pattern in a little, like a little electric cord, a little casing of fat. And so what happens is your conscious mind says, I'm going to, recover from this. I'm not going to let my abuser steal any more of my life from me. I'm going to make a conscious choice to stop reliving this pain. And you do. But the problem is, is when your conscious is focused on something else, when your conscious gets tired, when something reminds you of the trauma, that that pattern, unless it has been actively broken and you have built a new pattern that's hardwired, your brain is going to try to increase its efficiency and go back down that old road again. And that's where those things come up. And so it's real easy to think, well, man, I failed. I've, I've screwed up. I, here I thought I was doing so much better. You are doing better. But it takes some time to rebuild those, those connections And let that old bridge decay and fall apart. You know, you want this super highway to positivity and you want an old rutted dirt road to that trauma. And unfortunately, there's something in our bodies the way they're made that kind of makes it hard for us because if you get a strong emotional response and We all know, everyone that's on here has been traumatized by something, has been victimized by something or someone. That strong, just gut-wrenching emotional response, that hardwires your connections in your brain even faster. Now, unfortunately, the negative emotions have a stronger reaction than the positive ones. So while we're being positive and happy and everything's going great, we're starting to build a new bridge. But as soon as something negative comes along, our brain switches back over to that connection we're trying to break. So I I wanted to explain that. It's it's kind of technical and it's kind of all science-y, but I want to tell you that so you guys understand there's nothing wrong with you. You are not a failure at all. You are just taking the time to build a new connection, a new bridge, a new pathway in this electronic switching station that is our brain. And that takes time. And it takes a strong emotional response. And unfortunately, while we're happy and doing all these things, sometimes that emotional response isn't strong enough to immediately build that bridge. Okay? So, unfortunately, it seems like our brains make the negative connection faster and easier than they do the positive one. Uh, so mm-hmm. I hope that little bit of information encourages you guys because it does. It's so easy to get emotionally down on ourselves, thinking that well we have failed or or I didn't do the twelve steps right or I maybe I missed a step somewhere. No, it takes so much repetition uh, to get that old uh, that old pathway broken down and building a new one that. It, it, it gets discouraging over time. So I don't want you guys to get down on yourself and think that this is not, uh, you know, that this is something negative towards you guys at all. You are, uh, for one, you guys are very responsive and you know and you can recognize it. And that is one of the biggest steps there is because a lot of times we just constantly relive our trauma and we never get to that point of recognizing what it is and trying to actively turn our focus to something else. So I I, I hate to get into all the science stuff, but I hope that helps you. H- has that helped you?
2: Well, I understand all that stuff, uh, actually. But, it, you know, that's part of the problem is no matter whether you understand it or not, you simply can't experience it. It's not something you can experience because you're already experiencing the, it's sort of the failure of it, you know, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what the mm-hmm. sensation is. And yeah. it's hard to yeah. get out and of the, that. It, now, it, 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 it will is. over time, you know, yeah. it will over time. But I started out um, admitting to, actually, I think I told um, Victoria this, that mm-hmm. I had a, a suicidal ideation uh, a day or two ago, and it was out of the blue completely. You know, yeah. and, yep. I mean I don't think that way and I'm right. sitting on my front porch and I'm looking out and I am disappointed about certain things in my life and so forth one of them is yeah. the, I, I have not been able to do the yard work and this is as simple as it needs to be and there's very mm-hmm. high grass here in some areas it's yeah. like three feet tall and I, I have lost the ability to do yard work to do like physical labor so I have to figure yeah. out how to deal with it and I mean I was thinking well Maybe I should kill myself and 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 leave my body over in that that corner of the of the yard mm. uh, where it's all high grass and bushes and overgrown stuff, and nobody would find me for a few days. I mean, that's no, a spot, no, no.
0: you know. But it was there. Yeah. yeah i well, I I'd I'd like to say, I like to interject it. here. I think um, one big thing too is that when we are feeling down like that, to share it with somebody that um yes. and that, that's that's right. the reason the NASCA members are here and why we have our numbers right. down too as I said earlier no. because you know we've been through it and it doesn't mm-hmm. surprise us most of us because we've been through it yep. and and just to tell yep. somebody else and release that um mm-hmm. secret it's almost like right. the, the shame yeah. of um that mm-hmm. secret for me it was a shame of the secrets that that kept me feeling worse and worse and worse about myself, yep.
3: and uh yeah. when
0: I met Bill and shared many secrets that I've never told anybody um because I wasn't um didn't escape from my biological father till I was twenty one and uh had a lot of shame about that, you know, and was shame yeah. about it, I told I was yeah. you know there there was something wrong with me because, you know yeah, but anyway, um you know, free to be able to share. It was a therapist or another survivor, whatever, when, when it could, I could finally come to the, okay, I need to talk to somebody about this. And, and sometimes it was really hard to come to that place, you know, but, right. um, to encourage ourselves that, that it's okay to talk about and it's okay right. to reach out for help. And that was always hard for me. I was always taught stand on your own two feet and you got to do it yourself. And even instilled in that to myself, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done, you know? And, uh, I became very where well, i didn't want anybody to help me, you know um because I thought I was weak, and it's not weakness it 's actually strength to be able to reach out to somebody and say, I need help and, or you know uh, reveal something that you know you're having difficulties with uh because mm-hmm. because it breaks that just like the abuse it breaks that it breaks the silence, it breaks what you know you're rattling through your head when something like that happens. Um, because there's a lot of times I'll call my friend and I'll say pretty much the same words where, you know, I feel like I'm back right where I was before. Sometimes you need somebody to remind you uh, of all the work we have done, you know. And I remember going to my therapist and and saying, you know, oh, my God, these thoughts are all coming back. You know, they're just swapping me again. And, And she said, you know, how many times did you hear that particular sentence or phrase or, or people treated that particular way. And I'm like, at least a hundred, you know, I'm sure it was more than that, but mm-hmm. at least a hundred, I said, she says, well, it's going to take at least 200 times for you to get another message, you know, mm-hmm. to get yeah. a message against that, huh. Partic- like All you right. were saying, you know, to build that. Well, um, that I think that, you,
3: you, know, need you need
0: to realize how important
4: with. you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you are very important. We, yeah. Where would we be without Bill? You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, where would we be without you? I mean, where would we be without anyone on this call? Sometimes I think we get all alone, and that's when our thoughts kind of overtake us and overpower us. Right. And then we get to feeling right. like, uh, we well, maybe I would be better off in the weeds and nobody would find me for a few days. Well. Yes, we need to find you right away. You are valuable. You are here for a reason. You know, I'm looking at, you know, nature creates things. Everything's in a loop, in a cycle, benefits everything else. And when, you know, we're in this state where, you know, we take away too many trees, it causes problems here. We take away too much water, it causes a problem there. Everything is hooked together. There's a reason for each and every person that is here Um, But Uh we're not taught that in our schools, that each human being, it doesn't matter what color you are, where you come from in the country, what kind of money your family has, you know, how you talk, your education, none of that is, is, is important. We are one huge family of human beings. We are a family of humans and just being just being here and having life and 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 waking up in the morning and breathing oxygen makes you a valuable person you're a valuable resource for this planet and i think that is one place where we have really not uh we have failed our children in our public school system, and in our churches, and in all of these organizations. We need to go back to telling people, you are valuable. Bill, you are valuable just for being. Every one of you on these calls, I'm sorry, I'm really bad with names. I can't remember all the names on the calls. But every single one of you, every one of you, you are a valuable human being. There's a reason why you're here Absolutely not. You do not need to be over there in that grass because where would NASCA be without Bill Murray? Where would Mm -hmm. any of us be? You know what I mean? There There wouldn't be a NASCA. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But see, the thing is, is when you're alone, it's real easy for those negative mindsets to overtake you. And that's what's so valuable about NASCA. Everybody's been there. Everybody's thought those thoughts. Everybody has had trauma. Everybody is in different stages of recovery, and everybody's had sliding moments where we think, oh, my gosh, I've taken care of this, and now I've had thoughts like that, Bill, and this is something I I hope to goodness my parents aren't listening because it would break their hearts. I've had thoughts like that after I became a certified life coach. And I'm thinking, Uh what kind of freaking life coach are you? You know, um, but I'm honest, and I say, look, those moments are when you need human connection the most. Because if you Mm -hmm. don't reach out to somebody, those negative thoughts will overtake you. If you don't have something or someone to reach out to, and that's why I think it's so important for things like, I, I, I hadn't heard of NASCA before I met Cricket. And uh, she, we were both working on true crime stories as victims' advocates, and right. when I heard, I thought, what a wonderful thing. We need more programs right. like this. We need more groups because so right. many people are hurting and don't know that they're not alone, you know. And, right. and you know, yeah. to hear the founder of NASCA to admit something like this just shows these people that are struggling, wow. If he still thinks that way, if a life coach still thinks that way, if this, you know, it makes them have enough courage to stand up and face another day. You know, you may have saved somebody's life that listens to this because they were ready to finish, it, finish themselves off and you, they realize, oh, wow, that I, I'm not alone right. here. I'm valuable, no. you know. So to have right. the courage to stand up and say that I think is wonderful um, and I think each person that listens to this there's there 's a reason why you 're here um i right. you know i I, I go you. back to nature it, the, nature doesn 't create anything useless there 's no waste you know after man mixes things up and starts you know messing things up, but you go back to mm-hmm. a truly natural setting. Nothing is, is is wasted. Nothing is created for no reason. Nothing is destroyed for no reason. Everything cycles through and has a purpose. And humans are well, no different.
2: Let me, let me ask you to pause for a moment because I want to make sure Lakeisha continues to be involved. Yeah. He that started this, and he and I started this discussion, and, you know, I asked him because I know Lakeisha pretty well from, you know, few years back when he was a regular on the show. And then he kind of dropped off, and he's been back on rare occasions since. But today, since he was back, I wanted to address, you know, what it was that he felt and what was keeping him away. And so I brought up the example that I brought up to you guys of what just had recently happened to me. And I want to make sure mm-hmm. Lakeisha understands that we're going to – we want to include you, Lakeisha, and find out mm-hmm. – you know, if you're, if you're okay, what are you thinking about? Do you understand these things? Do you have any questions and so forth? So, Leticia, let me give you the floor because you had it before, and uh, I want to I make sure you feel included. Uh,
1: thank you, Bill. Thank you. I, I feel very much included. Uh, it's very thoughtful of you. Um, I appreciate everything that was just said, uh, the whole science talk. That is my jam. It really helps me visualize what's going on with my body. So I'm very grateful for that conversation. I also appreciate what was said about hearing something 100 times and having to hear something else 200 times. That's really helping me where I'm at right now. And I'm also very Mm -hmm. familiar with suicidal ideation. That's, Mm -hmm. I, well, that's like, I don't know, an everyday thing. Um, Mm -hmm. um, Well, I'll say I'm, it's enough for me is like when I hear someone talk about it, you know it's not unnerving for me. I know what it is. Um, it is difficult when I find myself in that space because then I get scared, like, am I safe? Um, right. What does it say about me and where I'm at? But what hearing what you guys said today uh, was really amazing and very validating, and it was something people need to hear um, I What's, I have my issues, and then when Bill, when you Bill, started this conversation, there's something that happened to me on Halloween of last year, and it really, really rocked me. I'm still processing it, but if there's ever time for me to talk about that, I'm happy to. But to answer your original qu- question, what's been keeping me from the show is just I'm taking care of my family, not my like. I'm not married or have a partner and kids, like my brother, my sister, my mom. um, uh, A lot of them were still tangled with my perpetrator, who is my biological father. And these past few months, past few years, I've gotten help for myself. Um, I lost my family because of it. But now they are starting to want help. They're trying to get away from him. Um, He's a very violent person. He's a very... it's not someone you should trust. He's not someone you should ever leave your kids with, even if Mm -hmm. you're in a room with him, you know? But it's it's very difficult because I've been the only person in the world that knows this and has been saying that. And now, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm dealing with family members. We're all adults now. They've all been severely traumatized, and, you know, I'm several years in with therapy and, you know, educating myself on this, you know, working with people, talking with people at NASCA, and they're just starting right. it. And, right. you know, I've watched my sister, my mom, and my brother. They lost everything, my mom and my brother recently. Yep. My sister recovering from it. And, wow. you know, we're all financially struggling. They're like my mom and my brother just lost their home. A big, yeah. big mess. You know, I just, yeah. I just helped the three of them get uh, a nine-month restraining order, but they have a hearing in November. We're scrambling for well, legal representation. I'm trying to educate my mom on domestic violence, and you know, it's just, okay. they're just, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. So, and this has been going on for my whole life, and. I've right. never been at this space before where my family is where they're at. And it's very hard. Like, I'm making choices for my family rather than for myself, which is also very hard for me. But, you know, it's my family. And this is something I would do for someone who wasn't my family. That's a big reason why I am a member of
2: you now and participate with NASDAQ. You NAFTA. know what, Patricia? You know what, Lucasia, yeah, this is a spot you've never been in before. Never mind them. You've never been in it before. And you're like, you've really committed yourself to assisting people who don't understand what you've come to understand, at least the parts that you understand. You've been around a few years now and in therapy yeah. and so forth. They don't get it. So you've never been no. to where you, you are right now. And what you want to do is you want to serve them. Okay? You want to be of service. You want to love them and be of service, and that's the highest I think that you can aspire to, uh, without saying anything particular. But that's that's the philosophy that I I desire to have is to be of love and yeah. service. And you, I think you've got it. It's unusual though, and it may even be uncomfortable. But it's I believe you have it. Mm-hmm. Now let me let me ask Victoria to make a comment on what she's heard so far. Yeah, We're gonna I'd come like back to around have,
0: give, a give a comment. Give a comment to uh. uh. LaKeisha, the one thing uh, I like to say, or I've observed just with a few things you've said there, is um, you've set an example, set an example of getting help, uh, getting away from the abusive, you know, environment. And um, you've set that example and they've seen it. It's like I go to AA and people are like, oh, wow, you know, "Um, geez, you know, like if you could do it, so can I. Um, How do I do it? You know, how do I do it? How do I do it? And I'm like, well, this is how I did it. And that's what you're doing. You're saying, this is how I did it. But I do want to say that you have to take care of yourself or you cannot take care of anybody else. You know, and I always tell people we're human beings, not human doings. We're human beings first. And just being, and just being here is enough without, because I always thought I had to help other people. Otherwise, I wasn't worthwhile, but I am worthwhile, you know. I'm a human being. I'm a, you know, spiritual being, and my needs need to be met, and I need to take care of myself, and I need to be happy. And then, again, that's an example to other people, you know, that that I can take care of myself, but I can be there for other people too. But that's the next part, you know. And so I kind of heard that you're kind of putting yourself – I could be wrong. You could correct me if I'm wrong – that you're kind of putting yourself on hold so that you can take care of them. And uh, I just want to remind you that you're important. And uh, just just for being you and every one of us is a miracle. Four have survived what we did. And I went through period, many periods of time where um, day after day after day after day, I just did not want to go on. But I hung in there. And you're hanging in there. And that's the most important part. Right. You're still hanging in there and you still you still have the hope, you have some sort of light that you could see that is giving you hope to keep going on. And, and I uh, want to uh, encourage you to figure out um, or to keep going for that light because um, you deserve it and uh, you're, you're worth all just for being you. And I'm glad you came yeah. on and I want to share what you did, you did because, you know, it's not just this show, it's not just us four people. It's people that are going to, you know, we got all these shows. People come back on and listen to them because some people just can't make it at this time. And they say, well, you know, I wish you could come on the show. And I say, you know, listen and this and that. And I say, you know what, they're all archived. And so um, go back and listen to some of them because there are people on there. And if you listen to enough of the archived shows people, Um, you will eventually hear your whole entire story (laughs) in bits and pieces. Yeah, that's true. Um, You know what, Victoria? There are people listening right now who don't want to
2: come on the show. I understand that. But they are getting, you know, a lot out of this, Lakeisha, because they have chosen to to connect with us, but they don't want to speak. And that's okay. You know, then there are people who can't listen at this time of night, but they can listen tomorrow morning, and they do that regularly. Mm-hmm. And then there are people yeah. like, like uh, Victoria says who in the future will look at the show description and say, that sounds interesting, and, you know, off we go. So let me see um, what Sonova has to say, Victoria, about what she's heard, especially from Lakeisha, while you, if you wouldn't mind, would check on this new person that's just called in, the yep. uh, 484 number. All right, Sanova, let me, let me go to you and ask for... Um, you know, a little input from you about uh, uh,
4: LaKeisha. Now, uh, uh, tell me—is it LaKeisha with a T or LaKeisha with a K? I don't want to mispronounce it. Excuse
1: oh, you. that's very kind of you, LaKeisha with a K.
4: Perfect, LaKeisha. Okay. I, yeah. I want to—I want to congratulate you for one because it shows that you're helping other people. It shows your growth. You have grown. Through your pain, you have grown into someone who reaches out and lifts up someone else. That is a massive amount of growth, whether you realize it or not, because so many people get so, uh, they zero in on the trauma and, and poor pitiful me, I, you know, I've had so much pain, or they get so, so narrow focused. That they forget that there's somebody else still struggling and they never reach down to lift someone else up. And so you, that shows right there that you have grown so much. You have experienced the pain. You have come to, uh, this spot in your journey and you are looking back to help the next person. And that is, that takes a level of growth that uh, some people never reach. So I congratulate you on that. But as a coach, I'm going to tell you something that if you haven't experienced it yet, you might experience it in the future. And so I want to warn you on something. As a person, you need to realize you are in a different spot in your growth journey than the people you are helping. And there will come a time where you will find you will be frustrated because they aren't they aren't coming on the growth journey with you or they aren't, you, you're you trying to explain something and they just don't get it or they refuse to to take your help when you want it and, and you you get frustrated. I want you to realize in those moments you can guide, you can help, you can assist, but they are in their own growth journey. And I have found a lot of people when they reach back to help someone else, that when that person doesn't automatically get to their point in growth journey, they, they get frustrated, they feel frustration. But this is something where you have to understand you need to take time for you. You need to not forget yourself in the meantime. You need to actively focus on positive things. Make yourself do the laughter therapy. I, I don't know if you've heard of that, but make sure you do the positive make sure you are taking care of yourself while you reach back and then don't let anything there cuz the the growth journey is slow sometimes and don't let their 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 journey affect your journey in a negative way make sure that when you start feeling those frustrations that you realize you can lead and you can guide but they are on their own growth journey Sometimes when we care so much and the people are so close to us, we, we get discouraged because we just want to fix it for them. We just want to make them happy. We want to love them and make it all sunshine and rainbows. But we can't, and we get frustrated, and then we start getting down on ourselves. So, LaKeisha, I want to make sure that when you, if you haven't already felt that, when it comes up, you realize it's nothing Nothing lacking in you whatsoever. You are there to just guide and assist, and they are the ones that's in their growth journey. Make sure that when you feel that, don't let those negative things uh, spiral out of control in your mind and think that you're not doing enough or you're not good enough or you're not capable because it's their journey. Does that make sense to you? Does that help?
1: Yeah, that definitely makes sense, and you know,
4: I that
1: that's that's something I experience often for many many mm-hmm. years, and I'm very grateful for what you said. And something I'm learning in this is whenever I reach that point, like it's a moment for me to reset myself. Like I'll say the things that you say, you know, I'm. Mm-hmm. There's only so much I can do. They have their own space, their own journey, their own way. And mm-hmm. it also reminds me to reset myself and refocus on myself to make sure that my needs are getting met and that I am, you know, fulfilling my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's very challenging to do because sometimes I don't feel a lot of value in my life. Not that, like, I know I'm valuable. But it's hard, you know, when I can't – there's simple things I can do, and I haven't done them. And mm-hmm. it's, it's sometimes it's challenging to have compassion and be gentle with, with myself because it's like mm-hmm. – Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to oh, I be – Oh, it's so easy to tear myself him. Up.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you don't need to
4: – you don't need to put yourself last either you're, you're wanting to help and do no. and, and be and love and care, but by putting them first all the time, you're in reality putting yourself last, and you're not – I heard a saying by Jim Rohn that was really wonderful, and he says, he says, I will care for me for you. I will take care of me for you, because we want to take care of them, take care of them, take care of them, but by not taking care of ourselves, we can't take care of them properly. You know, so I, I love that I will take care of me for you. And so that's what you, you need to do, Lakeisha, when you get in that, that spot, because you trying to care for somebody else and that is massively honorable, but they need you to be taken care of too. They need you in good health, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. They need you to be okay. So you can help them. And then if you help them to your own detriment, you're not actually serving them at all, you know. And so being able to stop and say, okay, wait, I've got to have a minute for myself, that is not selfish. Um, And and I think as a society we we train our, our, our children and people to just say, care for everyone else, take care, serve, serve, serve. But by doing that, we are we are forgetting ourselves, and we can't serve like we're supposed to because we're not taking care right. of ourselves, you know. So I, I, I love how you said you, you stop and reset yourself. That's exactly what it is. You have to turn your yeah. focus to something else. It's not easy, and you have to force yourself to, you know. And right. I love how you said that. Reset is a perfect word for that.
2: So uh, let me uh, uh, interject that we have, the aforementioned Cricket with us now, she's not only a friend of Sonova's, but she's a longtime NASCA member, and I want to make sure she's heard a couple of the shares now and probably could make a comment. And then we're going to go around again to Victoria and and and, London, Keisha, and then Sonova and so forth, but I want to include Cricket. Cricket,
3: how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys? We're doing great. <laughs> That's Good. I was listening to Shinova and I I love that whole, you know, topic and resetting. It reminds me of when you're on an airplane and the gas the, the gas mask some that comes down, people automatically want to give it to their child. But right. you have to take in that air first in order to oh. save your child.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Very good. So,
3: yes, self-care is very important.
2: I'm delighted to hear your voice. Again, you you're somebody that's been on a number of times, but I haven't heard you in a while. <laughs> and you know you're always welcome, but I'm always thrilled when you show up like just like Lakeisha, it's sort of in the same boat. Um and you know, you know that you can listen online or listen, you know, live or listen later, but you, but it always helps for us to One of the hurdles I'll mention to Sonova is there's a lot of people who are um, reluctant to make the call. And what I'm saying is if you make the call, that's already uh, a movement towards health, towards our own health, because really it's in the sharing of what's going on with us, good and bad, that we, you know, that's what recovery is. It's not keeping the secret and it's not holding back. It's letting go of the secret and offering whatever's going on with us to the rest of the group. So, I I really appreciate tonight's show. It's a it's, it's a really good theme. We don't know what we're going to talk about on these shows. You know, it's a really good mm-hmm. theme. Uh, Victoria, would you like to say hi to Cricket or anything?
0: Yeah, hi, um, hi there, Cricket. Yeah, I'm glad hi, that Victoria. you're away on the show. And um, yeah, I also agree with that uh, that mass thing. You know, when they first said, you know. You put on the mask on yourself first and then your kid. I'm like, oh, God, what a horrible mother I be, yeah. <laughs> You know, and I really had to process the whole thing, you know. Yeah, you can yeah. never make it to your kid's mouth, you know, right. or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. And then I do want to make a uh, another comment about what Bill was saying about, you know, um, even on uh, the NASCA, you know, we have a closed group on NASCA um, on Facebook. And just, you know, writing down, hey, I need help. It it gets people to think because then they get to share, you know, they get to share maybe, hey, I'm going through the same thing. And and I don't know what to do either. Or somebody else comes on and says, I went through the same thing, and this is what I'm doing, you know. So we get that, like Bill said, that conversation, and that's that's what we try to do um, on some of these nights is have this conversation with each other. Because um, the exchange of ideas, you know, I've gotten more help from um talking to other survivors than I ever had from any professionals. And um it's it's because they've been there and they could share you know, even if you have like a professional that's working with you maybe is a survivor of abuse. They can't come out and say, Yeah, I've been there You know, that that's uh I don't know what the heck you call it, but I think it's stupid. <laughs> 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 but I understand, you know understand but um, but the thing is is that sometimes by posting something on um, in the Facebook group um, of what you're going through you know and then the other part of that is you know people that have gone through it can say hey I've been through that you know maybe I can help them out you know and and then you write back you know maybe put a you know a thumbs up or whatever you do or comment back um, you know um, they get to know. They get to know that what you said helped them. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, again want to say, you know, um, I had to change that word selfish to self-love and self-care. I mean, it's a whole different way to look at it. Um, completely different way to look at it. Um, I mean, just say the words all, out loud. Selfish, self-care, self-love. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whole different ideas come into my head. Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. But it all yeah, comes I mean, down you know, to self. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. and, and selfish, you know, um, that's what I was taught all my life. Anytime you think of yourself first, anytime you think of yourself first, you're being selfish. And, of course, then I was told it was a sin, you know, so that really impacted it, you know, like a million times, you know. Yeah, right. and, and really dug it into my, you know, into my skin, into my brain, into my, into my whole being. And it took a long time for me to learn that that was okay. You know, give yourself permission to take care of yourself, to do things that make you feel happy, you know. We all deserve, um, we all survived, and, and I like to, um what, um Sonova said about, um, you know, we all deserve to, I always say my best revenge is, you know, to live a good life. Because my abuser did not want me to live a good life. or abusers did not want me to live a good life. They'd rather have me, you know, down and depressed and wanting to die. Um, they, they would be totally happy because that is what they tried to do. And right. so... You know, for me to go against that and and live a good life, or at least you know try to seek the things that make me happy, um, is just right. like a whole different thing than I grew up with, than I learned even in adulthood. And it's you know I'm six years old, and uh, um, yeah, it it just am I six? No, I'm sixty
4: one. <laughs> I just had a birthday. <laughs>
0: yeah. Time, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, oh, uh, one year okay. I, I was a year I was a year younger, you know. And and all of a sudden, one day it was almost my next birthday, and I went, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> and there I had just gained years, you know,
2: <laughs> within a matter of a few minutes. Well, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> yeah. I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm coming up on seventy, and that does play into some of this. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. I had a, and I'll call it an expectation that my life would yeah. develop differently than it did, and that by this time in my life I'd certainly be, let's say, more comfortable in certain ways at least. Um, and so anytime I get squirrely, it's super squirrely because, you know, I can see the the, the writings on the wall that there's not a whole lot of time left to sort of, you know, uh, do a little better. And I'm always trying to do a little better, honestly, but, you know, mm-hmm. you know but that's a um, that's a problem that a lot of us have too. Um, and you know what? I want to make one one comment about uh, having the the uh, in it like yourself, the the person who's both the survivor and a and a professional uh, do these shows. And that is that I gotta say I make I get more out of your survivor comments than your professional comments. To be honest, <laughs> um, you know I, I just because I'm a survivor, I'm not a survivor who's in recovery, and that's you. You know, and then you're a professional too. Yeah, okay, but you're a survivor in recovery, and that's what matters to me.
4: Right. Well, that's the reason why I took on the title of coach instead of instead of therapist, because I can be honest and say, look, I've been there, I am there, I'm still working through this. Here's what works for me. You know, and uh, and she's right. Therapists, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to make those kinds of comments. And I, I don't really, under I understand their concept of why, but it really isn't helping. Um, but I, I thought of something. I had an idea when she said selfish, and automatically when we say selfish, it has this negative connotation to it. And I'm like, well, why? You know, it doesn't have to be negative. What if we took the self and we added for the I instead of selfish as a negative, what if the I was Uh, self-improvement, I for improvement, and S was for success, and H was for happiness or healing. What if we took self-healing, self-improvement, self, self, uh, you know, success? What if we took those, that ISH and made it into something good and something wonderful? You know, because when you have self-improvement, That that helps you, but it helps all of those around you. When you have self-success, you share that success with your circle. When you have self-healing, you don't hurt other people. When you have self-healing, you help other people. You know, so if you took that ISH, which seems to make everything negative, and we flipped it and looked at that IS and H differently and realized that if we, if we changed our self-identity to something that is helpful to other people and helpful to ourselves, if we changed, you know, improved our self-care, if we improved our concept of who we are, um, then we take that ish that was negative and we make it into a positive. And so uh, I thought of that while, while she was saying selfish. As soon as she said selfish, it was like everything negative about that. Well, it doesn't have to be negative. You know, it doesn't have to be negative. And uh, so I, I, I caught that and I wanted to share that before we went on to another topic because who said selfish has to be negative. It can be a positive thing. And and you know I thought, oh, you
3: know, we need to we need to change. That. <sighs> I think I think whoever came up I think with you that word it's you...
2: for your it's book, a guilt word, the best seller on self improvement. <laughs> <laughs> <Go
3: ahead. laughs> I love it. I'm buddy. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> ah. That whoever came up with that word, it was meant to be tossed out as a guilt trip. It is. Yep. Right. yep that's
4: exactly what it is. That's what it is. You
3: know, but see, it's not you like want, you, um, being yeah. selfish. Like I, when I had a heart attack, I, when I came home, I was only home two days, and an ex-friend of mine wanted me to watch her kids. Now, she knew I just got out of the hospital and started mm-hmm. verbally attacking me. Now, that is selfish,
0: Mhm. her oh, behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. yeah.
3: She was but, being yeah. a
4: negative-ish. Yeah. 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 And see, that's the thing. You can go either way. Everything is a label. Everything, all of reality is nothing but a set of labels. Everything in our reality isn't what we appear, or what it appears to be to us. We label it either good, bad. We label it as negative or positive. You know, we, we think of, you know, whatever the chairs that we're sitting on, we think of them as a solid. But in reality, science teaches us that down at the atomic level, everything is moving. Nothing is still you know, but we don't think of it that way. You know, we we don't fall through the chair, so we don't think of it that way. But we have labeled this as something that we sit on. Who says that we have to sit on a chair? You know, uh, you tell you you catch your kids; they're sitting on the back of the chair. You know, well we tell them that's not right. Well, technically it's supposed to sit in the seat. Well, who says? You know, you know I'm being funny, but we take these things and we make them negative or positive. It's up to us. I say take the I-S-H off of selfish and flip it on its head and let's make something good out of it. And uh, so, wow. but, yeah, I'll have to write that down as my concept for a new so book. So thanks for the idea, I Bill. Told
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> write the book because it's going to be a bestseller. Yeah. Anybody can no, read I'm it, right. you know. And congrats, you can make a million dollars on that one. All right,
4: let's, let's go back <laughs> to the key I'll share it with master.
2: Yeah. And please do. I mean, I'm serious. Lakeisha, um, I don't want to leave you out, you know, so I think I'd ask you to make a comment. Well, thanks, Bill. Well,
1: I don't think there's anything wrong with being selfish. Um, okay. I think, like, a lot of stuff was coming up to me when when you guys were talking, and I was just thinking, like, man, I think I was – brought up with, usually when someone calls me selfish, it's like uh, y'all said, they're like guilt-tripping me to do something. Instead of doing something for myself, they want me to do something for them. That's, anyone that's ever called me selfish, they were just trying to manipulate me to do something. Um, But there's nothing wrong with being selfish. I think there's a difference between being selfish and like hurting someone. Or taking something from someone. Like, words like self-absorbed, selfish. I mean, the only thing I can experience in my life is me. So, yeah, I'm going to be self-absorbed. I I don't know what that person feels or thinks. I can make assumptions. I can say I do, but I don't. And I think, like, I think we as society have been set, have been given false expectations with how we're supposed to show up for ourselves and how we're supposed to show up for others. Like, exactly. it's good to be there for others, but it kind of ties into what you said earlier, how as kids we weren't taught about how important we are for the world. Like, I, I, I mean, I sh- we should help each other. We, that's why we're all here together on this earth, to help each other. But it's not balanced because so many of us are not giving to ourselves. And it's, it's exactly. kind of seen as, you're not, that's wrong, you're, or I'm not supposed to do that,
2: you know? So, right. yeah. Somehow it got to be that's a dirty word, huh? It's not a dirty word. <laughs> oh, my God, I'll, I'll call
1: someone selfish, and they're like, how dare you? I'm like, wait, I'm just telling the truth. I'm not saying you're a bad person. Right. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah.
4: Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I loved what you said. Uh, you said you used the word balance. And see, that's where our, our, all of our problems in the world come from. There's not a balance. There's supposed to be a balance of taking care of others and taking care of yourself. But see, if everyone took care of themselves and everyone took care of others in perfect balance, we would all be taking care of each other, and we would all be taking care of ourselves. We would all have that balance to where nobody is being used and abused and overworked, taking care of everybody else. You would be taking care of somebody else. Somebody else would be taking care of you. All of everyone's needs would be met. You know, In reality, if you look at everything in nature, there's enough to go around. There's enough of everything. This, this planet is plenteous. But there's always some kind of greed and some kind of negativity, some kind of, like you said, the manipulation. When you call someone selfish, a lot of times it's because you are being selfish and you're wanting them to think of you instead of what they need, you know? And so you're, you're very right. It's, it's time that we relabel what selfishness means. It's time for us to redefine that because being, taking care of yourself um, in order to take care of somebody else, taking care of yourself is not selfish in a negative way at all. And like you said, everybody is experiencing the world from their own personal experience of life. You know, I can't get inside of Bill's head and experience life as Bill. I can't get inside of Lakeisha's head, or Lakeisha's head and experience life as Lakeisha or Victoria or Cricket or anyone else that's on the call. We are going to experience life through our own vantage point of our own life's experiences. So we are automatically selfish, selfish creatures because we can't experience it as something else.
2: Yeah, uh, there's there's only one bill, and that's that's I live inside Bill somehow. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> each one of us, each one of us. I had a I had a um, a client once who. Um, who had a speech to make, and he the speech came down to each person is president of himself. He was the president. He was just named president of the organization. Each man is president of himself. It was a very good speech because he he basically you know used that uh, moment to describe what we're talking about today on the show. That you know we have to um, we have to focus on ourselves, or or we're cheating ourselves, frankly. And then if we're cheating ourselves, we're cheating. Are opportunities that are all around us to share, and I too believe by the way, Sonova, that the world is plentiful um mm-hmm. and i'm and I have enough sometimes to suffer from the from the pain of thinking you know I don't have enough uh, that I'm lacking that i haven't i haven't done well enough i I said this before on the show, uh, and you know that's all that's all well and good, but it's uh, we right. we each come from something like that right. So um, that's know. a
4: whole different topic If you guys don't mind I'll address it real fast And then we'll go through and see what all of you guys think Because we're running close on time But he said okay. By this age You said by this age You thought you would be in a different place You thought you would have accomplished different things You would have been different things And see this is something that uh, I don't agree with everything Tony Robbins says But this is one thing that I do agree with it's time for us to change our stories. See, you have got this world view in your mind that you should have done this and this and this and you should have had this and you should have had a white picket fence and you should have had this and this and this by a certain time. And we start feeling discouraged when we haven't lived up to that mental picture of what we think. Well, if you talk to a hundred people you're going to have a hundred different versions of what they thought they should have experienced by the time they're 30 and then what they should have and done by the time they're 40 and on and on and on. But in reality, none of those are true. You hold the pin to your life story and you can say, well, I didn't get it done by the time I was 30, but I swear I'm going to get it done by the time I'm 50 and work towards that. But you are in charge of your own picture in your mind of what perfection is and what you should have achieved by whatever age you guys are. And so I have some issues with that because I'm 43 now, and I'm thinking, man, I I should have got this done before I was 40. Well, it didn't work out that way. I can't help it. I, I did the best that I could, you know. And then I get to thinking, well, some of that picture that I have in my mind of this perfect life that I should have had by the time I was 40 – wasn't even really my idea. That was something that was passed down through my family or passed down through society or this is what the, the religious system says I should have or this is. And so it's time for us to take a moment and realize what that mental picture is and then we need to make time to change it because there's parts of it that may not even be ours. And, and remember that we hold the pen to our life story. It's time for us to write our own story and then go after it.
2: What do yeah. you guys think? Okay.
4: Up to you. Right, let's go, the go around the court.
2: Victoria?
0: Yeah. Yeah, what's um, what's yeah. I had to redefine what the word <laughs> success was, first of all. Um, having a boat and lots of money and this is not, is not success to me anymore. Uh, For me, success is uh, living a good life, um, living up to my morals and values, and um, um, taking care of myself and setting a good example, for instance, for my grandchildren, for my children, uh, for the people that see me. Um, That, to me, is success. Um, Not what I get for myself, but what I leave to the world And, uh, you know, even if it's one person that I'm able to help by whatever, sharing one thing, um, to me, I feel successful um, with that. You are. And I also want to say every time I say should to myself, I tell people I don't should on myself anymore. It's like shitting on myself. (laughs) Because every time (laughs) I say the word should, it's a bad thing. It's like, what do you mean I should? No, I can if Uh I want. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the other thing is, okay. So I haven't, you know, I I haven't climbed a mountain, and I was going to climb a mountain. I'm 61 years old. I'm not going to climb a mountain. I have to reevaluate where I am, and and go. You know, that's probably something I'll never do. But I went on something mountain just through, uh, a month ago. That's at Disneyland. That I never thought it'd go on. <laughs> and I'm not doing that. I don't know, Magic Mountain or something,
4: you know, yeah. <laughs> and so I can say, you
0: know, I did go on top of a mountain, you know, I mean, um, we have to redefine, okay, you know, um, constantly, you know, okay, I didn't make a million dollars, but boy, I'm not getting 104 anymore um, when I was living in assisted living, you know, I have more opportunities today than I did, you know, a year ago, um, I'm in a different exactly. place, you know, exactly. and um yeah, yeah, so, um, and another thing I just want to quick say about regrets, um, I have a lot of people that share that they have regrets, and I used to, too. and I want to say that we only made the decisions we did with the information we had at the time, and then I followed up with, and I was them bad information and outright lied to, you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so that is why, yep. you know, things happen. And one time I you know, I used to tell people I can't cook, I can't cook and they would either say, Oh, okay or I'm a really good cook and start sharing, you know. And once I had a worker that said, um, did anyone ever teach you how to cook? And I'm like, Oh well, no She says, Well, how do you expect to know how to do it? If nobody was or if you never mm-hmm. learn, you know, and how we got the internet we can look it up and stuff. So we really, really wanna do something that is within our means, you know, like Bella's talking about. You know, physically, I just can't go out and do that. And and to shame ourselves and ourselves I should on ourselves, for something that we can't do that we're not capable of is not productive at all. Um, because that's yeah. what I was say. You know, I, I shouldn't be living in a society. I should be living on my own. I should this. I should that. And, and you know, I was where I was at the time because of situations that happen circumstances. And, you know, that didn't mean that. You know, because I thought I'll never have my own place. I'll never this. I'll never that. But I do, and I have a life that I never could have imagined because I got sober 36 years ago. I could have never even imagined not coping with every single thing with drinking or getting high. I, I, I didn't think it was possible. You know, I, had, I was hopeless. And, and I found just a little glimmer of hope. That's why I was talking earlier about hope. You know, if we just have a little glimmer of hope, you know, like they say, a mustard seed, <laughs> I think, you know, I just, I just want to throw that in there because, but I did want to mention one thing and maybe we could talk about it another time is, um, when things are going good for you and stuff, um, I've had people get angry at me and, and, uh, um, get literally angry at me and, um, or, or not support me, but I've got, you know, several friends right now in my life that are like, oh, that's so wonderful. That's so good. I'm so happy. And, and it's just really different to me how people can respond, you know, to, to situations and that we have to, like, um, so this is, you know, this person is really helpful and this person is not, so what do I do about it, you know?
4: You leave them be, you know, um, because they're at, a mm-hmm. different, they're at a different stage in their growth journey, and that is something that they have that is a problem within them. It's not a problem within you. And it's hard to walk away, but that is what you have to do.
0: It hurts, yeah. All right, Cricket,
4: do you have a comment
3: on this theme or this topic? Yeah. Um, I um, I took care of myself, but I took care of everybody else. I, You know, being the foster kid, you're the slave. You know, so that was my role. I was always taking care of other people always trying to protect the little ones if I could. I've never been able to set goals. Um, how it worked for me back then is I saw was able to see in myself what I didn't like and figure out what to do to change that, and that's when I started working with kids. I mean, I never doing what I'm doing now was not a goal of mine. It just happened. You know, everything I do leads me to something else. So I've never had that, like, where do I want to be in 10 years? I don't, I can't think like that.
2: You You know know, what um, I mean? For the first, yeah, I know exactly what you mean because I'm in that place and I don't know how much longer I have. But, you know, the, the Tony Robbins comment uh, struck me. because I haven't thought of Tony Robbins in many years. But, um, you know, I know that he's a very dynamic speaker and so forth, and he makes a lot of sense in some cases. And in this case, you know, he's he's talking about, you know, taking kind of personal responsibility for your life, I know. Uh, uh-huh. And, you know, I'm doing the best I can in that. But on the other hand, yeah. today for the first time I called, I, I made some phone calls um, on uh, 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 locally on senior services that were available. I've never done that before, but the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, I have to accept where I'm at. I, I can't mm-hmm. do certain things. I can't do physically. I certainly can't do certain things, and I don't know what's available out there. So I think I think yeah. I think that was a a step in the right direction for me to have done. Oh, that was never a
0: step forward because I know we've <laughs> talked about that. I yeah. I yeah Because I know we talked about that, and I kind of was wondering what what was holding you back from from doing that, and uh I'm yeah. so proud yeah that's great, yeah, yeah. yeah. thank you
2: yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, I had to move in with my sister because I was no longer feeling safe living alone with some health issues I was having. It was a very hard oh. decision for me to make. So, yeah. Um well, see when you but, hold the
4: when you hold the pen to write your life story, you're the one that says that's negative or positive. See, he says, right. Well, I'm I'm at my point in life, I just accept it and I have to call and help get some help. You're the one that decides if that's a negative thing or a positive thing. See, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's hard to say, well that you it's easy to say, Well, that's a negative thing. Well, it's not a negative thing. You're in this stage of life. This is the services that are available for you. And you were brave enough to step out and say, okay, this is where I'm at. And, and this is what I need to do. And say, we might not be able to change the circumstance in our lives, but we can change how we label it. You know, and, and this is something I've mentioned in a, in a, a, a previous NASCA show. I love Earl Nightingale's uh, definition of success. He says, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So that means if you have a worthy ideal and you're going after it, it doesn't matter if you're the first step towards it or you're the 999th step towards your worthy ideal, you're already successful. As long as you're progressively reaching for whatever that is, you are successful. So you are reaching for success. In your normal day-to-day, uh, if you are having trouble and you're struggling and you are saying, okay, success for me would be get somebody to mow my lawn, um, that is successful. You called. You made a call yeah. to get ideas on exactly. what you could do. That was success. That right there was yeah. success. You know? There so were days a when of, success
3: for me was it's a putting my of feet on the floor. It.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of relabeling it. It's a matter of saying, okay, I'm in this situation. I may not be able to fix this situation, but I'm going to relabel it. I'm going to find the good in it. I'm going to do what I need to do to progress towards my idea of success. Right. And and so right. by calling those senior services, that's exactly what you did. You're, you are reaching right. out towards something that's going to make your life easier, and, and that's success right there. If you go by the definition of Earl Nightingale – he doesn't say success is getting a million dollars a year. He says success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And so you're already right. successful as long as you've got that right. idea out there and you're reaching for it.
2: All right. Listen, we've had a fantastic show, everybody, really. Uh, Lakeisha, you, uh, I'm so glad you joined us because it made a big difference when you opened your mouth. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and I hope you'll keep coming back. You've got to keep coming back. I mean, that's really what, what it's all about. And Cricket, you can call in any time, too, of course. You know, um, you. both made a big contributions to tonight's show. Um, and, of course, Sonova, I'm very appreciative of your, um, you know, once a month you come on the show and, or on the series and take the, Thursday, the second Thursday of the month. And they are very good shows because I, I don't always show up um, visibly, but I listen to a lot of the shows while they're going on, and I monitor them because uh, I'm the producer, right? I'm the one that – Yes. So I have heard you talk before, and you're always a bright star uh, in the NASCAR oh, family. Oh, I appreciate and Victoria it. Victoria Kelly – I'm
4: sorry, again, for signing on late. I couldn't get my signal to work, and I was so frustrated. I like, ah! So thank you for holding the no. show until I could get my act together.
2: No problem. Uh, Victoria <laughs> Kelly – Really love you and appreciate everything you do too. Uh, so I just there's a just big a group hug here. Thank you and bless you all for being a part of the Nazca family. God bless.
0: Now we have God, to finish the show. To come with our back music-
2: because it
0: works when we're <laughs> okay. all here.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, I'm getting the music cue to play the music, so we got to get out of here. Please, all everybody, right. come back. Uh, remember that we can. We we our I mean our job really is to help children <laughs> in the end. Uh, or a lot of us are we're stuck in our childhood, and that's also valid too. So let's um, you know, let's say God bless you and the children of the world, and God bless adult survivors of child abuse. That's how I usually say it. So let's say a good Thank night for you. tonight, and hopefully to see you soon again. Bye bye now.
4: Good night. Bye bye. Night.
2: Bye.
0: you are After all that you done I know tomorrow That's all Blog Talk
1: Radio